why why we start recording and first thing I see is McKinley laughing in the screen and shit. Yo, laughing at yo, giggly, giggly. <laughs> man, we back with another episode of MKZ the podcast, man. We back with our first special guest. The boy always back in the building. What's up, oh how you living? Yes, sir. What's good, y'all? Well, I'm glad to be here. Welcome, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to have you again. Key, how you living? Living good, man. Living large. Uh, literally. Heard you. And then McKinley, you was already laughing like shit, so you must be having a great day. You giggly, giggly. <laughs> Gotta be censored for the, for, the, for the children out there. I respect that. I respect that. As y'all, can see, <laughs> as y'all can see, I'm in yet another background. I'm at an airport, so it's always something going on, but fuck it. We're going to get this content out for y'all boys. What's the two times of everywhere? Tell them where you went. Hey, two I am, screen screen Captain. I am as what as my friends would call the land of the fish. I'm in the land of the fish. I'm in I mean, Atlanta, Georgia. Like I'm in that, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, the land of the fish. But it's okay. It's okay. I had a great time. Wait, people, what you just say? Then people were very, very welcoming and friendly to me. What so. you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the aquarium right now. Hey, Atlanta Aquarium. Man, let's get the episode started. So we want to start with our with our usual question of the day. First question of the day for everybody. You feel free to leave your your opinions in the comment section down below. But first question of the day is: Would you rather earn one cent every time you take a step, or would you rather earn a dollar for every time you jump? Mm, some shit we've seen on social media. We kind of wanted to pose the question to the audience, see how they felt. Who want to start? I can start if y'all want. Sure, fuck you. He take the lead. So, the obvious answer, right, is is the penny. The penny is the obvious answer. But I'm thinking about a situation in life right now for me. They were a situation in life for me right now. And for me right now, I'm definitely taking a dollar, bro. Because you got to think about it. If I do a hundred jumping jacks every day, yes, I I I used to do that. I used to do that. For a dollar, for a dollar, hundred dollars a day. Not only am I getting a dollar per hundred dollars per day, I'm also exercising at the same time. While at the same time, I mean, you take how many steps a day? You don't know how many steps. You might take like a couple thousand steps a day, but that's not gonna give you a hundred dollars a day, bro. There's no way. Like, you gotta take a hundred steps for one dollar. See, but then this is when you have to think about it, you know, from a certain perspective, because now you have to think about the jumping. Because let's be real. How often are you jumping? You're not. Key, I you're know, right. I know you're not. It's jumping. not about how often you're jumping. It's not. It's you're not gonna gonna like, make, like, you're going to take the, the option to jump for money and you're going to start jumping. <laughs> See, and that's the yeah, problem. Yeah, exactly. Right We're going to start jumping whenever that money called. That's the problem. Hell exactly. yeah. Imagine, like, imagine the Bro, now you can do try to say, let's go to the club. Right. Fuck that. I'm going to just jump in the crib like 60, <laughs> I'm doing 200 jumps in the house. Pay for all my dogs to get in, in the section bottles. Bro, what? You got to do 300 jumps. <laughs> he like, yeah, he like, like, so hungry. He like, I got a night on the town planned out. Let me get these jumps out of the way just so I know I got enough bread. <laughs> <laughs> I, got enough, I got enough bread. You, you hungry as fuck? Fuck it. little jumps. Fuck! If you tell your shawty, I want roof. You want roof, Chris? Let me get these four hundred jumps out the way for you, bro. Hey, imagine you on a date with a girl, bro. You, hey, you on a date with a girl? You see the chick like I'm short. You just go to the bathroom, get the jumping. Get the jump, you get to work. Yeah. Fuck, you gotta get. Fuck, fuck washing dishes. I'm in the bathroom jumping. Man, I feel like I feel like I'll go next. I feel like I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with the steps, bro. I already know y'all said that's a logical answer. And I see where y'all coming from from the jump perspective. See, the jump perspective is a very, like, on-demand type of perspective, I feel like. It's like, you know, you running low on some cash. you like, let me knock out these jumps. Let me do what I got to do, whatever, get my bread up real quick. But I feel like me, I, I personally would prefer just taking a, a bit of the burden away from the, you know, a, a bit from my fucking mental and thinking, okay, I know I need some bread right now. I'm going to start jumping. Whereas I don't even think when I take steps, you feel me? Like I'm stepping all day. I don't even know how many steps I take a day, but I know damn sure it's a lot. So mm-hmm. I know, I know it's not going to, you know, equate to that same amount of jumping that I could put in in one, in one sitting if I really wanted to. 
But I feel like over time, when I get later on, I'm not going to be wanting to get my ass up and do no damn jumping jacks, bro. So, I mean, that's just me. I don't yeah. know. But I'm, I think I'll rock with the steps and get my little penny, build my little brick by brick like Franklin from down snowfall yeah. <laughs> bring my little brick by brick and i'll be good yeah every now and then you just take the check the step again. you know what i'll use the step money today yeah now, I'm, now if yeah. i get in a damn accident and my legs are grits i'm grits <laughs> say goodbye to me yeah what if you get what if you get one leg it's hop down as a step or is it a jump <laughs> you mm, so bogey. shit oh shit <laughs> you're so bogus, you're so bogus. <laughs> what you taking oh what you think I feel like the jump is better because if it's not a step anymore. So if I lose both my legs, well, I'm still hopping off a hit. <laughs> <laughs> I respect you. I respect you. <laughs> I respect you. McKinley, McKinley, what you think before we get into the, the talks of this shitty NBA Finals that we're watching? And shitty, I only say shitty because of the heat. It's a, it's a great NBA Finals, but it's, it's horrible because of my team. So go ahead. <laughs> so I had to do a little bit of research. Oh, wow. So... The average human takes about 5,000 steps a day. So, and that equates to around $83. Mm. So just imagine, on average, in a day, without even thinking about it, you're making $83 a day. And you, and you didn't have to think about it. You didn't have to put no extra effort. You're just walking normally. And obviously, for those who exercise, those who, like, if you're in places like New York, where you, where everything's a walkable distance, and so you're going to walk everywhere, obviously, they, you feel me, they making more bread. So obviously, the logical answer it's, it's the steps with every cent. Because it's, it's damn near like passive income. It's income that you don't even got to think but, about. But what if I jump 83 times, <laughs> times two in one day? So now I'm a day ahead of you. Like, I got that money already. You know what I mean? But guess what? Well, are you going to do it, older, though? It's going to be harder to jump. Your knees, man. Your knees ain't going to, you feel me? Knee pads. They're going to need braces in this hole. <laughs> nah. Nah, that's a good. That's a good first but question. Y'all finna, y'all finna start walking more too. You damn right. I'm finna yeah. be hitting this. Listen, <laughs> while I'm waiting in this airport, I'm finna be walking, pacing back and forth, back and forth, trying to get, get my bread up. <laughs> I think that's a cool way to open this episode, man. It's a pleasure to be back with y'all. A pleasure for everybody to come tune in with us again. Yeah. Yeah, we're winding down on our finals episodes. Um, it's unfortunate, you know. It's looking, it's looking like the sun may be setting in, in Miami. Um, we're currently down three one. We're so we apologize for not getting the episode out the last um, for the last game. Um, we've everybody's been dealing with so much. Key just about to move into a new spot, right? Key about to be in a new spot. Yep. He's 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 doing big things. I just got into my master's program, so I've been focusing on that for a little. Hey, while. I forgot excellent. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I just got my my admission. I'm just waiting on the job to you know hunker down and offer me. But everything is looking smooth on my side. So that's a, that's you know just a bit of our reasoning for the. For, for missing the last episode, but we're here to talk about both games today. Um, it was not, it was not a, it was not an eventful trip back to Miami for for the Miami Heat. But for the Denver Nuggets, they came and they, you know, they did what they were supposed to do, and they, um, you know, basically took command of this series. So, you know, from the outside looking in, all I can say is, you know, the Heat just have to capitalize on those same opportunities that they've done in the past, as far as making adjustments and seeing if they can bring this thing back to Miami, because, you know, the same way um, Boston had to come back against us, like, a game at a time is the same way we're going to have to claw out of this series. And if Max Struess keeps giving me fucking zero points a game, I just don't know. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know what I'm, I just don't know what I'm going to do. But who want to who want to share their, their insights of what they saw about the um, about these game three and game four and the um, back home at the crib? McKenzie, you want to go first? Yeah, so game three, two 30 point triple doubles is not it's not much you can do about that. You know, they played amazing hats off to Jokic and Murray. You feel me? They they hit timely shots. The role players hit timely shots. You've seen the emerges of Christian Brown. He played with great energy, great effort. He cut he cut very well, and you know he was just their spark off the bench when Bruce Brown couldn't couldn't give it to him that night. And then we seen in Game Four, the Bruce Brown was the guy that just gave him that spark that they needed because Jamal, we did we did a great job on Jokic and Jamal. Jokic had got five fouls, and unfortunately when he got out. We couldn't we couldn't shrink down the lead. We only shrinked it down to one. By the time he got back in, within like what, in a five is six minute span that we played with, that they played without him. So 
And then game four was just the game with turnovers. You ain't gonna win the game with 15 t- turnovers, man. It's, and obviously in, in these last two games, we have shot we haven't shot the ball well from three at all. Around like what 31, 32 percent from both games. So that is just a recipe for disaster, especially with that highly powered, overpowered Nuggets team. Okay, so you so so you took took a moment to speak about a lot about how the Heat, you know, just kind of shot themselves in the foot. Oh, as somebody who's come on the show previously, and has let us know that hey, listen, I understand you guys are having the Cinderella run right now, but y'all are y'all are going up against some big ass behemoths on the other side, and, and Jokic and Murray. So you know, you kind of you kind of kept it realistic for us. So how do you feel like the Nuggets have been able to just you know capitalize on the opportunity and you know make use of their first trip to the NBA Finals? Um, it was like I had a feeling it might it might be sad, you know. But and like it's even like you, he just simply don't have enough good players. Like they need a they need a they need someone else like that's consistently a good score, like like a Jalen Brown maybe, even though he has his inconsistency problems too. Mm. But I don't know. Like, because like, like McKinney just said, the overpowered Nuggets team. The Heat seem overpowered sometimes, too. Like, I remember it was one game at this playoffs where, like, seven of them had 15 points. It's like, you got to get What are you going to do to beat a team that does that? And, I, yeah, they just don't have enough. They don't have enough. Yeah, it's like every other game we get just a different – just a different Heat team, and I know I know I read some articles and I saw some reports after Game Three, just about the main issue with that Heat team, and you know something that kind of jumped off the screen at for me. I don't know if it did for you guys while watching, but it's just like effort at certain times just seemed to be a, a, an issue. And I know you know comfort can be a certain thing that guys might fall into. You know, you just steal Game Two, which a lot of people thought was a steal. You come back to the crib, and you know it's hoping we're hoping you could maintain that same level of um, you know enthusiasm in that game, but. As we see, you know, we come out sloppy and games just slow down and guys just have big games and there's only so much we can do. So I don't know what the answer is, but Key, just speak on whatever you want to speak on with these, with these last two games we saw between <laughs> the Nuggets and the Heat, man. Because as you can see, I'm kind of defeated, but I'm going to keep my head up for my damn team. Shit, fuck it. <laughs> it's, um, you, you put around the money. I noticed last game, I didn't see that effort. Like, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love. You seen Kevin Love yeah. diving on the floor. You seen yeah. Kyrie fighting, like. And then my thing is, I remember what I said about the Nuggets, uh, about them wanting to beat the Lakers. Okay, they lost to the Lakers, and they have to get over that hump. It felt like that's kind of like Miami, because Miami lost to Boston last year, had all this talk against them, had all the world against them. They talking, they smile and talking shit to the Boston Celtics. They finally beat Boston, and to find it's like, oh shit, what, what do we do now? And I say that because Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love, they both won a championship. They've both been there multiple times. Well, well once for Kyle Lowry, but they, they put that effort out there. While I'm seeing players like Gabriel mm-hmm. Vincent, he's in foul trouble. Okay, I get that. But you're not diving forward like Kyle Lowry. You're not like, um, what's his name again? Mark Jackson was saying how Kyle Lowry was applying pressure while driving to the paint, which helped put Jokic in foul trouble and kicking out the shooters. Gabe wasn't doing that. Gabe was putting up jump shots and doing shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like basically, I remember the commentator saying Kyle Lowry was doing a good job. Yeah, pushing the ball apart. He's making big shots. He's like he 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 like he's been there, and I think Miami hasn't been there. They're, they're not all experienced because from the since the 2020 team, only players on that team was what Bam and Jimmy and Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, anybody else. I don't remember on that team since since then. And these guys, they're not hitting their shots. They're they're not playing with much effort to mean they're not getting the same. It's not it's not heat culture out there like I usually see in these fast few playoff series. Because I said in the beginning, for them to beat this team, Jimmy has to step it up, which I don't know what happened to Jimmy. I guess maybe the team, how they play, affected his play too. Because usually he just carries his team, and usually he just put big numbers up regardless. But this series, he's been like a little bit – you know, lacking in that area. I don't know, maybe because he's hurt, like we said before, he was hurt or something. Yeah, he had a, he had one big game uh, when, he, when, they, when he started off hot the third game. He had like 28 points, but they still end up losing because mm-hmm. no one else can hit shots. No one else can really put up the numbers, and it's, it's going to be hard. Uh, I say it was going to be hard. Yeah. Like, Caleb Martin was shooting like, what, 47% in three last, last series? What's going on this series? I understand he's not starting, but he's getting an opportunity. He's getting burned. I, I, I don't know. I just, like I said, um, 
I, I, I do like Miami, but I'm realistic with, with um, history and knowing that they're going to sit LeBron James come at 3-1. And like I said, him and Kyrie had to drop 41, and he dropped 41 in back-to-back games. Uh, unless Jimmy does that and Bam goes stupid and these guys start doing like how they usually do. God did mention that Miami does play hard when they back against the wall. But I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And I feel that. And I feel that. I had a small honest. theory about that. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I had a small theory about that Jimmy Butler thing. Like, it seems like that series, like, they focus, like, the main focus level, you got to stop Jimmy Butler. So they were, like, face him. They were really trying to clamp him. But it seemed like he was like, I don't care. Like, he, his mentality was, I don't care. Like, I'm for the score on whatever is in front of me. But yeah. this series kind of seems like yeah, I'm tired, bro. They they not giving me any opening. Let me just pass the ball. It's like he's not even trying to go through the turbulence. Yeah, it goes it mm. goes back to that you know kind of the, just the precedent that's been um, extended in the past few episodes that we've been speaking of, and just his you know level headedness when it comes to these situations. And I feel like you know a lot of games we're seeing him being very passive, like you just, like you spoke on. Oh, um, you know, just being very. Yep hesitant on certain situations that we didn't see last series. So, you know, it's, de- it's definitely like just a different a different energy that's been surrounding this series. And it's been something that, you know, has kind of looked more so like a giving into the stereotype, I mean, giving into the hype and, you know, the expectations or whatever, the, all the predictions that have been saying that the Heat are going to come here and lay down. Yeah, we took a game, but these last two games were very much in our favor and we could have done something with them and it just didn't happen. So I want to ask you guys, um, we spoke about coaching earlier and, you know, one of our biggest segments recently was just Eric Spolstra and his um, commitment to the coaching uh, culture that, that he's created over there at the Miami Heat and, you know, ultimately being one of the best coaches in the league. Do we feel like this series has been a coaching, you know, issue as far as the Heat are concerned or is just the players and just the, sch- the schemes around the team and just what's going on, what you guys think? I think Eric Spoelstra is doing the most with what he has. He just has had to say for that big man. I know Eric Spoelstra most likely is right now as we speak giving himself a headache on how to stop this shit. But facts, and I think he needs more. Right, I feel like I feel like it is more so the team and the players themselves. But I feel like in some instances our offense is just getting very stagnant. Like. We're, run, we're trying to run that two-man game with Bam and Duncan. When that's not working, we're, we're trying to give it to Jimmy, let him ISO down one of the wings, down one of the baselines. When that's not working, we're saying, okay, Jokic is sleeping on Bam. Let's give him the post. I'm about the high post, see what he does with it. And it's, very, it's, not, it's not that same flowing heat offense that we saw throughout the playoffs, but it's more so give it to one guy. If our bread and butter is not hitting off rip, then we're moving on to the next thing. And then it's just a whole bunch of, you know, it's very, very, like, no ball movement I've, I've been seeing throughout the series more so. And I've been seeing a lot of guys just try to go one-on-one at their guys, which it can work to a certain extent. But yeah, when it's, when it's you know, when you're playing a, a team that is like a, the Denver Nuggets and they have the size and the ability to do things on both sides of the floor, Smack talked about how Christian Brown came out here and he had a breakout performance in, in uh, game game three it was, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like when you got, when you got guys that are – relatively rotational guys, guys at the end of the bench, giving you numbers that, you know, you would expect in the fourth quarter from your, you know, superstar guys. It's like, how can you, how can you even deal with that? So like he, like, is there anything that the Heat can do going back to Denver now for this game, uh, this game five? Do you think there's anything that he can do as far as, you know, extending the series one more game? Or do you think that we just got to throw in the cap and, and, and call it a, a heat loss in this year's NBA Finals. Um, fuck that. <laughs> I don't care if, if we down 3-0. Never just throw in the cat. At least try to fight. Uh, go, like, you know, die yeah, fighting. I mean, they, but, but, but if you yeah, had to put your money on it. They're, they're better when they're back against the wall. It is true. You but if y'all, had to, if y'all had to put your, your money on it, what are y'all going with? Uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, Denver, but... Probably not next game. Maybe at home, hopefully. But so you guys, uh, so you got to extend in the series one more game, at least. At least, hopefully, at least they try to, you know. But back to what you're saying about the the coaching thing, Denver, bro. I don't know if you guys feel it when you watch the games, but Denver is like, it's it's so hard playing basketball against them. 
it's like everybody sometimes when I play fucking 2K, it's like if you can't if you can't get a bucket, like McKenney said, you can't if you stop doing turnovers, like if you can't do anything on offense, Denver probably I, I'm gonna see the the percentage, but they have a high percentage of scoring on every possession. I don't think they ever miss. And even sometimes they do miss, they get offensive rebounds and it just goes back up. Yes. It's, 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 it's so like I'm watching the game and it reminds me of when he's when playing the Lakers. It's like no matter what uh, the Miami Heat do, Denver has an answer for it. And if Miami Heat don't get out that gutter, bro, they're going to keep going and keep going and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, last game, it wasn't even a great game for Denver. They weren't shooting that well. They just had a, a great team performance. And oh, oh, I say Aaron Gordon did good, but Aaron Gordon just kept if you see he kept bailing them out. They they double team Murray. Murray passed it to Jokic. Jokic has no one to throw it to. Aaron Gordon got little as Caleb Martin on him. Throw it up. Reverse <laughs> layup <laughs> midair. Like it's just no matter what they did. You know what I'm saying? Too much weapons. Too much. It's, it's bro, it's yeah. it's nuts. It's like if my I, I, I was saying this since like game two when Miami won, and like even game two was like a sloppy game, and they won that. I was saying like we've seen Nuggets at their full power. What they've been doing this whole playoff series from series from the from the first round to this round. Why haven't we seen Miami do what they do since the first round to this round? And like I said, maybe they just start up because of the finals. I don't want to say like it's too big for them boys. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but I, I understand. Like, it's even like for coaching for Eric Spoelstra, it's really hard because it's like, what the hell can you do against this team? You, you, you're too small. You can't play small, but can they have small players like Bruce Brown and Chris Brown? If you try to go big with Cody Zeller, big goofy ass, you got Aaron Gordon with uh, Jokic, and he put Jeff Green that small for only thing that's on the court that's small as hell is Jamal Murray, and then he gonna cook the hell whoever regarding regardless. You, it, it then boys had to hit the shots. Yeah, I feel, like, he rebounds. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of gotten to that point where this team has reached their their peak as far as everybody buying into what they contribute to their system and everybody trying to produce that at their at you know the highest level that they can. So we're seeing guys like Bruce Brown, we're seeing guys like, you know, Aaron Gordon come out here and be like, listen, I'm not gonna get the touches that a yoke may have, or I might not get the touches that Jamal Murray may have, but I'm damn sure going to make use of this when the ball comes my way, you know? And it's been a team mm-hmm. that has has come out here with just a certain level of grit, a certain level of understanding. And I feel like, you know, something that kind of goes, goes undervalued is just the value of vets on your team. And, like, mm-hmm. after that after that loss to the, um, to the Heat in game two, um, hearing Jeff Green come out and just speak about, like, listen, like, this is the NBA Finals, you know? And then we've been hearing him with um, – Mic'd up in a lot of these games. I I saw a whole discussion he was having with Aaron Gordon. Like it's a, it's, it's a it, yeah it's a respect thing that's over there with the vets. And these are the players that are like, listen, I understand you guys have never been here before. I saw Mike Malone. He was in the uh the um in the locker room talking to the guys, and he was just pointing out certain guys and how long their careers have been, and how many times they've been to the NBA Finals. Majority of them saying this is their first trip to the NBA Finals. So it just shows you how one off, you know such a level of greatness and such a level of success is in this league. And it's something that they're not taking for granted and they're trying to grasp with every, with every being in their body. So McKinley, I just want to pose one question to you um, just to get you back in the swing of things. As far as the Heat's future is concerned, okay? I'm not here to, you know, of course we still got games to play and the series is not over yet, but there have been rumblings in the media. And one of those major rumblings being Damian Lillard and his talks about wanting out of Portland and he's him speaking about how the Heat were one of his um, options that he wouldn't mind being traded to. Do you feel like that would be a beneficial addition to this team or do you feel as though we just got to work with what we got and trying to make those subtle improvements as they come along because we already made it to the NBA Finals and nobody could take that away from us. So. Um, I feel like that would be a great improvement because really just having like a dominant score because we know like Jimmy 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 can be a scorer but like we know we clearly can see and what he's clearly preaching out like that's not who he's trying to be or make or is made to be out you know he's a you know a team first guy you know Jimmy's perfectly content scoring zero points and winning the game so obvious so you know knowing that Jimmy is that type of person and obviously Bam you know we've been kind of waiting on his development just not even just to be a scorer but just be 
well, yeah, score, but like a little bit more consistent with like 20 points, maybe a reaching that up there. But clearly, he's he's gonna stay around that 20 to 18 point range so far. That's what it's looking like. So having Dame would be great because he kind of just takes that on that scoring role and that lead guard, and you know he just brings more attention, and that allows you to take pressure off Jimmy and Bam, giving them easier shots. And plus, it kind of like limits our guard depth because as you as we see with this roster, we got a ton of guards. Like we got to name, we got Lowry. Strews, Gabe, Tyler, Victor—that's five guards right there. So trading, trading for him will eliminate some of those guards and kind of just kind of bring more of a sense. And you know, and and it sucks that you know we're losing depth and bodies, but you know we we have a lot of guards and we kind of gotta get rid of some of them at some point, especially because we can't pay all of them with all their great performances that they have. So I feel like it'd be a great move. Okay. Okay. So. Make. Right, right. Okay, so McKinley spoke about it being beneficial, being that we can kind of unload on some of the um the heavy the top heavy guard play that we may have coming up, especially the guys we gotta pay. Oh, do you feel as though that move would be beneficial for the Miami Heat, or do you feel as though we're gonna um it would be something similar to what we saw with the Phoenix Suns, where you know you trade for that superstar player, and you know them and Kevin Durant, us and Damian Lillard, and now you're losing some guys on the back end that proved to be you know quite vital to the success that you guys have garnered. Up until this point, so do you feel like it's worth the loss that we would have to lose in trade, or do you feel as though he's the, just that influential of a piece to bring over to the um, to South Beach? I think it'll be very beneficial because, <clears throat> like what Keevan was talking about earlier, like you stop one thing, the next thing scores. Like Nuggets score every almost every possession, score, score, score. Their defense isn't great; they're just gonna score more than you. He have to be able to score points, and Damian Lillard is a bucket getter everyone knows that so that would definitely be beneficial and i also think kd's trade was beneficial too they just traded them late in the season i don't think you can be that harsh on that judgment okay respectable respectable i know i should have taken early on um and i believe one of the earlier episodes where i was saying them losing um cam johnson and um uh, Mikael Bridges was was quite big, just for just like the versatility of the team is concerned. But I see what you're saying, where you know yeah. some some of those top tier guys are just guys you got to bite the bullet on when it comes to some of the guys you've brought in, and you know hope that they bring in the success that they're supposed to bring in. So I feel like unless Key, you want to share um your 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 opinion on this topic, or you want to lead us in the next? Because I have a question I want to pose to the audience as well. Um, real quick. Um, um yeah, I think. Same thing I was going to say before. I, I feel like Tyler Harrell will, will probably help this team out if he could put some buckets on the court for them. He's an actual scorer. And having Dame is definitely beneficial. Uh, also, another thing is this offseason has a lot of good role players, in my opinion, that he could pick up too for like cheap. So they can trade for Dame, pick up nice, good role players that's in the market right now, like uh, players that's there, like Jay Crowder and them, you know, Brooke Lopez, he could pick up. Or even like, shit, he could probably go for a, a Kyrie Irvin or James Harden. That's not even being talked about. That could probably potentially happen. So I feel like any type of score around this team, because people say the Heat culture is all about Heat culture. Was like, yo, we need a score, bro. You office, bro. Let's score for us. Everyone's worried about everything else. We'll switch you around because they switch around Tyler Hero. So what's the problem? You feel me? But yeah, you go on to the next one. That's that's my opinion on that. Okay, respectable, respectable. Now, the next question I just wanted to pose just as we um, go towards just the predictions of the next game and how we feel like the rest of the series is going to pan out. I just want to ask, why do we feel like Denver, being that, you know, being what we've been seeing in these playoffs and in the season, to be honest, like it hasn't begun this, this playoffs. This team is the number one seed in the, in the regular season for a reason. So <clears throat> when it comes to the Denver Nuggets, why do we feel like their name didn't come up and title discussions as much as you know it's they they've been proving it should have with the performances of their of their top guys you know a lot of times in a title discussion you heard the Celtics you heard the Bucks shit I was hearing the Lakers before I was hearing which the Lakers had a great season but I was hearing the Lakers before I was hearing the the, the Denver Nuggets so why do you feel like that, that team has just been slept on as far as their uh, their capabilities are concerned and what do you feel like they you know how do you feel like they're benefiting from Teams not really talking about them as the title favorites from the beginning. Oh, you want to start? I think, yeah, I think people were patient. I think like people were like patient, like they were holding the gun because everyone knows Nuggets are always like a top seed and they always do well and they're gonna make it at least past first round in the playoffs. But I guess everyone was just unsure if they would take that next step this year or not. Nobody knew. 
Right, right, right. Yeah. Key, what you think? I agree. Uh, it's the same with the Bucks. I remember in the Bucks when same. It's it's crazy how it's the same scenario. Giannis had an MVP in two, and he was doing really good in the regular season. But it was like, is Giannis really gonna make that next hunt? Because he lost to Kawhi. He had lost to LeBron. Not LeBron. Who lost to again before? He lost to Kawhi. He lost to somebody else in the playoffs. The Celtics. And the Celtics. Yeah. And they kept saying, yeah, you're good in regular season, but can't do the same thing. And, and and me personally, I felt the same way about the Nuggets. Like, okay, you guys look good, but can you guys stay that next step? Because every time you go in the playoffs, you play against the Warriors or you play against another good team, you guys just don't execute. And this year, they finally doing it, and now they're going to be black conversations, say like the Bucks. And similar how the Bucks just lost, now everybody turned against the Bucks. They, they fired the head coach, and they saying the Bucks ain't ain't that good team like we thought they were. It's like no, bro. It's just like like Yona said, it's failure. Failure comes with it, and eventually you're gonna win one. You know, you, you just keep grinding. We know Yonis is one of the best players in the world. We know Yoki's one of the best players in the world. Just keep working at it. You're gonna get there. You know, fuck what the media say. That's me. I don't know really look into that shit. To be honest with you, I respect it. I respect it. It's funny because now we are technically parts of the media, but shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I feel you. I feel you in that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just going to be certain markets and just certain partnerships that might not get the the credit and adulation that it deserves. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of like a life lesson that you can take into life because, you know, a lot of times you might feel like you're working harder than the next guy, but you might not be getting that same you know, respect or credit that you feel like you deserve. But at the end of the day, you keep your head down, you work like these guys in Denver have been working. The truth is going to come to the light at some point, and that's what it's looking like right now for these Denver Nuggets. McKenzie, you want to share something about Denver being swept on in the beginning, or you want to start us off in the predictions for Game Five? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll finish it off with Denver's. Um, so I feel like uh, the build off of O said it, he's right because you know, obviously, always been consistently a great regular season team around top, like what four seed at least for the minimum. And obviously, when they reach to the playoffs, they play good teams. And then, they, you know, they do perform well. And obviously, I feel like what people didn't but people didn't understand was, at least for this year, was like the pieces starting to come together now. Because now they had added a KCP. They added they had a Jeff Green now, Bruce Brown. And then obviously, we've seen Christian Brown doing some things, even though early in the, early, in the early series that they played, he wasn't really a big factor. But obviously, now people are knowing his name now. And so, and then obviously Jamal Murray coming back, they took his time and made sure they, they let him know that, you know, you're going to be one of our guys. So I feel like this year, like all the pieces really came together and, you know, they was able to really build something. And then, and lo and behold, like they becoming this unstoppable team and then Jokic is just playing at a, an unworldly level. He's playing, he's playing like he is, well, he is the best player in the league right now. So. I feel like with all of that, people kind of just slept on it and thought, okay, the Nuggets, they're going to go like second round, maybe maybe Western Conference Finals lose to, to a team like the Warriors or the Lakers. Because obviously a lot of people had the Lakers winning that series thinking it was going to be like a rematch, like in the bubble. But clearly they showed that they were the better team. So I feel like that was one of the reasons why people didn't see them as a, a true contender team. That's real. That's real. Well, I mean, we're, we're talking good about the Nuggets right now. I know we've gotten some some comments about us not really showing love to Denver the way we should of being Heat fans. So we wanted to make sure that we come out here and say say the positives that they so rightfully deserve. But they haven't won the series yet. So, Smack, if you want to get us started on just your prediction for game five and how you think the game is going to turn out just off of, you know, how you've seen the series progress and how you saw these last two games in Miami take place. Well, what I'm kind of predicting is, you know, the nice little – never kind of relaxes because you know you're at home you're up 3-1 it feels good right now you're you're at a high place you know obviously the altitude you got the altitude working in your favor the fan you know it's gonna be rocking so i feel like hopefully which which denver i can't even lie they've been showing like they they have not been playing with none of the teams that they've played with you know they've, they've been taking every game serious is they only had really one game of really mental lapses where they kind of just messed up and then after that it's been good but i feel like it's just human nature to kind of just be a little easy because, you know, kind of like, you know, let your guard down for a little bit because, you know, you're, you're feeling high right now. You're really you're this close. And so what I'm feeling is, you know, they come a little slow because, you know, they're relaxing and, you know, he, you know, they're going to play with a, they're going to play with a fire because they know this, this, this could be it. This is, this one arguably could be your last game. And if you really want to continue this, you're going to have to fight with everything you've got. This, you got three more games to win. So I feel like, you know, UD, our vet, you know, and obviously spoke, is trying to get them guys going and trying to show it. And Kevin Love, too, as well, show like, yo, 
Like, I've been here before. Like, Kevin Love, I've been here down 3-1. It's one game at a time. And obviously, Jimmy, I feel like he's going to come with a little bit of a fire. We're going to see, a, a, you know, similar aggressiveness in the first quarter. And then, and then really, hopefully, guys could just hit shots. Because I don't really expect the Heat to turn over the ball as much as they did last game. Because, you know, they, they've, been, they've been doing a good job of taking care of the ball, you know, this, this, this series. So I don't really see, like, a 15 turnover game happen, happening. And really, it's just going to come down to defense and just hitting threes, really, to, to kind of keep it simple for everybody. Because if you look in these past few games, the only game we won, we shot 49%, close to 50% from three. Every other game, we shot 30%. So if we could knock down some threes at at least a decent clip, we're we going to have a great chance. Okay, so gun, gun to your head, money on the line. Who's winning game five? What's the score? I got to go with the Heat, you know. Uh, as Like I had, like as I can't even lie from my earlier predictions, I had the Nuggets winning game four. And then, you know, Nuggets, they probably win this game too as well. But now that the Heat, now they're back against the wall and, and they didn't win game three was what I predicted. So I got to go with the Heat. The team is a little too high. And score, I say... I go one, one hundred nine to one hundred four. So you got, so you got the heat by five. Yeah. Oh, looking around when you said the heat, he's like, "This kid, this thing could go again." With his heat pride still trying to lead the way as far. As, no, I'm, as far as mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't no. doing that. I wasn't doing that. I was <laughs> no, I'm just talking. Key, key. What you think? What do you think for game five? And then we could, um, we could have me and O round it off. What you think, Key? It's it's the same thing, Damn. like the format doesn't change. Uh, like you brought up Miami shooting on fifty percent. That shit's hard, bro. <laughs> That's top peak. Like to do that, like that shit really hard. I I don't. I think Miami has to win, but I don't think it relies mostly on threes. I just think they have to get the ball in the basket regardless. And they, I saw a thing where they said about Max Struess missing most of his open mm-hmm. shots. It's not only him, it's like everybody else missing a lot of open shots. Because like we said, Denver is not really that great defensively, in my opinion. Uh, they have an okay defender, Gordon, but outside of that, they most just outscore you. And Miami has to take advantage of that somehow. You know, they have to get their shots up. And like I said, if they can get their shots up, and Jimmy also has to play aggressive, um, they could win. I, I want to go with Miami because... They never went out sad this series, but then again, they haven't been like this this series either. So hopefully they don't come out sad like that. Hopefully they win this game. I I, I have to go with them to win this game too. This to get a, even to get like a you know a really good final series too because this shit has been like what the f, bro. So I I got them to do that. I think I I think that they do come out with fire. Jimmy was talking crazy. Not talking crazy, but he was talking confident. And he did that last time, and they end up winning. So hopefully they win this game. Um, I, I think, they, like I said, they just have to make their shots, take good care of the ball. Because even if in the, when I saw the game in the first half, the Nuggets had more turnovers than Miami. That second half, they just a conundrum. I don't know what the hell just happened. So they could, you know, replicate within the first half, keep the lead, you know, be confident, take good, smart shots, and hustle. Fight for every damn thing, bro. If someone's toenails out, take off their toenail. Fight for something. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got to go out there like it's their last game, bro. There is no tomorrow, bro. There is no tomorrow. So I, I got Miami. I predict that shit going to be like 115 to, to 112. Like, last Sunday, like 115 to 112, a close game, but big game. Um, hopefully my hands the rest are ready to play. Um, that that's that's my prediction. That's what I gotta say. Respectable, respectable take from my good man Kevon Reed. Um, we'll let we'll let our special guest close it off. So I guess I'll share my predictions for for Game Five. Like I said, I didn't really get the the, the chance to catch Game Four um, due to the circumstances that we, we talked about a bit earlier in the episode. But from just from what I've seen. Uh, I have seen the Heat in a position that I've, in my, in my lifetime at least, well, other than when Braun was here, but in my lifetime, I don't really feel like I've seen the Miami Heat with their back against the wall like they were in the, um, in game seven of that Boston series, you know? And for them to go out there and 
maintain that same, um, you know, level-headedness and maintain that, that grit that was taken to win that in their home, I feel like that was, of course, it's not a bigger, you know, the bigger stakes, the bigger circumstances being that this is the NBA Finals now, but just the idea of the, a Game 7 away from home as opposed to a Game 5, I think the Heat are going to bring that same energy to Game to game 5. And, you know, this might be the Heat and me talking, but I feel as though the Heat are going to come out here and they're going to do what they have been the only team to do since March, and that's win a game over there in Denver. Um I think they're going to repeat and get at least game two dub and at least bring it back to Miami. Now, what they do at home with the, you know, in the bright lights and with all the celebrities and everybody, you saw, we saw Kai, we saw a whole bunch of people at the game um, at, at these last few games. So, you know, what they do at home with that pressure, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on it because we've seen Jokic come out there, put his head down and give us 30, 20 and 10, which is insane. But I think, I think we handle game five. And it's going to be a very close one, but I think we win. Uh, I don't want to say it's going to be high scoring because I truly don't have faith in the shooters the way that you guys might. You guys know how I feel about them damn shooters. But I think that it's going to be a relatively lower scoring game. I'm going to give it 105 to 102. That's my prediction for, for game five. Oh, what you think? So I think I think Denver is coming for Heat's culture in a way because I think Denver has is starting to kind of create a culture of like aggressively dominating, bro. Like we don't care. Oh, we're at Miami's home now. We won both away games. Like they won both away games against Los Angeles. They swept them. Like they like really proven dominance. But it's a weird gut feeling that I feel like. It's going to be a game where Jokic scores a lot of points, like 30 points. But there's going to be someone random on the Heat who just goes off. <laughs> I like just hitting every single three-pointer at the Heat. I just win. That shit. But, like, damn, I really can't. I don't know if I can give a prediction because... <laughs> you know, I'll go Denver, 116-114. Oof. I'm going to got the score right out to 116-114 Denver, you said? Yep. So we're going to see. We're going to watch a, an unfortunate title celebration at the end of game five tomorrow. Is that what? Is that what our special guest is, is predicting? Yeah. It breaks my heart. That's, that the, only makes reason, sense. that's the only reason I repeat it, because it breaks my heart, you know. But, I mean, we made it this far, shit. And you might be the only one with your head on straight right now. Even though I feel like the Heat are going to fight and, and, and put in put, put in the – a quality performance, but I don't know, man. It's I'm, been a, it's been I'm trying to, I'm trying to go back, I'm trying to go back to the teams that the Heat beat. Like some games, I felt like, I just felt like Bucks didn't play that well. I felt like a lot of games the Heat won against Celtics. Celtics simply played poor. So I'm thinking like they going against a team who don't do that poor shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, somebody's gonna be good. So I think they just, I think they just. I respect it. Well, I feel like, you know, with all that being said, I feel like we can at least attest to the fact that it has been a quality NBA season. Um, it's, it's not over yet, of course, but being that its end could be looming tomorrow night, it's been a quality NBA season, you know. I've seen the recent trend on Twitter where it's like, this has got to have been the funniest NBA season of, the, of, of all time just because of some of, the, some of the shit we've seen. Like, I feel like, I feel like that, we can round it off with that. What do y'all think has been... Off the top of your head, I know it's kind of difficult on the spot, but like off the top of your head, what do you guys feel as though it's been like just the funniest moment for you this series? I mean, this season. If I if I were to pick one, I just recently seen that Draymond play again, and it's just it's just I'm, I'm gonna just say Draymond Green as a collective because he has just been, you know, and I know people hate you know players like Draymond sometimes or Patrick Beverly or guys that you know kind of break the break the mold for what an NBA player should be and are a bit more outspoken. But he's just been hilarious, bro. He started off the season perfectly by sticking this nigga, uh, Jordan Poole. It was a perfect Jordan Poole, it was, right. it was a perfect start. And the fact that it was on video <laughs> the fact that it was on video was just like so hilarious to me because just like bro, we literally literally we watched this man get walked down on he shoves his nigga and he catches the right piece. Uh, you feel me? Like a 20-piece nugget real quick. Boom. Like, it was hilarious to start with him. 
then just like with the Warriors, you know, ups and downs during the season, he had different things to say. He had different things he was putting in the media. We know he did his, he was, he was running his podcast after games. You know, it was just so many funny things that was going on with that man. I remember when LeBron was about to break the scoring record, he was like, I ain't going to lie, I'm trying to say, fuck this game. I'm trying to pull up to go see my nigga break the scoring record. Like, you know, it's been so funny with him. And then, like, I saw a clip of him calling for the ball, calling for the ball. He didn't get it. Y'all seen this? Calling for the ball, calling for the ball. He didn't get it. Nigga literally quits mid. Like, he's literally like, all right, fuck. Like, it's like playing with guys in pickup. It's like, yo, give me the rock. I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. They don't get it. They're like, all right, pouting and whining. Right. Crying. You know how I go, walking off the court. And then turnover for the Warriors. Like, clips like that. Him, after big playoff losses, I don't give a damn. I'm going to my hotel room. I'm recording my podcast. The new media that Kevon has spoken to, you know, like, it, he's been a bright, he's been a shining light, I feel like, in the reality TV side of the NBA. So I feel like he has definitely been my funniest my funniest uh, aspect of this season. Who want to go next? Um, I can say Grant, Grant Williams said, <laughs> I'm going to make both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that clip too. That's Trap. <laughs> Yo, he's been hilarious too. He's been hilarious too. Bro, there's there's so many, bro. Like off the top of your head, which one would you which one do you feel like comes to mind the most? Because this has been a very, very just hilarious NBA season if you actually just look at it and see what took place. I think about like it's been hilarious. It's been drama. I'm thinking about the freaking the Nets. How we thought the Nets were gonna be like finals team to win. They were hooping. KD and Kyrie hooping. One day Kyrie goes to get traded. What? <laughs> <laughs> then Kyrie goes to the Mavs. KD goes to the Suns. Become bridging the boys slide. That shit was nuts. The whole Dylan Brooks shit, that was not even throughout the whole season, he was doing dumb shit. Then he went to the Lakers and he started doing that shit with LeBron. I don't poke Bears head as then he then he gets fucking kick off the team. <laughs> oh my god, that might have been the funniest. Him Bro. Getting kicked off. <laughs> he kicked off the team. Mm. They say he's not gonna play there no more. Dumb. I can't. Um shit, what else? Spanish Sharp was funny. Shannon Sharp against the Grizzlies was hilarious. He was, oh yeah, him fighting <laughs> with the boys in the yeah, It was hilarious. Uh, you had you already brought up Dylan Brooks. Um, I forgot that clip where Clay got smacked in the back of the head. Big play, y'all y'all seen that clip, right? I forgot. I, I forgot what happened, but he was on a fast break. Dude accidentally <laughs> smacked him on the back of the head, bro. It's like playing with your uncle or some shit at the cookout. Oh shit! I've heard bringing that to a lot of niggas. I think it was against the Rockets. Yeah, it was something like that. It was something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Little boy, that boy. So you going with? So you going with? <laughs> you going? You going with Dylan Brooks for yours, uh, Keith? Yeah, I go Dylan Brooks. Him getting cut was hilarious. That was nuts. For sure. Well, if you guys feel like you guys we missed out on any funny moments from this season, uh, feel free to drop yours in the comment section down below. But. I mean, that's all we got for today. I mean, as you can see, this episode is kind of somber, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of low key because. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, McKim. Oh, the camera. Beverly, this whole season, bro. Oh yeah, well done. He's been a, he's been a, he's been another one, bro. Big ass goof, bro. He took the camera. Hey, ref, you see this? (laughs) Bro, and he, bro, you know what's crazy? It's like those, those type of players, like. They'll do something like Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks, Grant Williams, uh, Draymond Green, Patrick Beverly. I feel like those guys have been guys that have had multiple, like just dumbass moments that have made the season a great, a great season. Like I, I remember seeing Patrick Beverly like when D'Lo got traded to the damn Lakers. I remember seeing him tweet like, "Oh, we reunited or some shit." And then this nigga, oh, yeah. he sitting he, he, he sit down right. Uh, he down right. Yeah, man. <laughs> he so down I wanted to get traded. I wanted to leave. Right. So like this, uh, bro. This was the funniest moment in NBA today's NBA. This one right here, bro. This this moment right here was the funniest moment, bro. Oh, oh yeah, bro. When this nigga was drafted, when he threw his 
<laughs> yeah, bro. That nigga been in the league too long. Cause he's starting to treat it like it's uh, it's his house now. <laughs> he got on the flow like it was the court inside of his bench. Inside of his crib, bro. It was a hilarious. <laughs> Yo, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna get like, I get it, we lost, but damn, it <laughs> right, right. And I know, I know, MKZ didn't really get started up at the very beginning of the season, being that we started at the beginning of 2023. Oh man, but yeah. it has been, you know, we just want to thank y'all, like we always do, to just for just you know coming along this journey with us and just helping document, you know, these sports and these different things that we've been able to document. Thank you for people like O, who's always been you know, here and, and willing to help us out whenever we need help. So, you know, it's always it's always love for the people around us and the fans and shit like that. Um, like we like we preached about in the last few episodes, you know, we really don't want this podcast to just be mainly sports oriented. I know we understand I know sports is gonna be our biggest thing being that, you know, at the end of the day we feel as though we have kind of put ourselves in position to talk about a lot of these things and this is just, you know, some shit that we started from like the PlayStation parties that we used to be in. But, you know, we want to open the floor to, to different conversations, and that's the plan that we're going to be moving forward with, especially during the summer, being that, you know, the sport world is going to be a bit slower and things of that nature. We're definitely going to be having different guests on and having just different discussions about everything pertaining to life. So, like, we did, like we didn't believe episode two it was, where we were, um, you know, posing different questions about, you know, our views towards different things. Um, we're definitely going to be bringing yeah. that back and we're looking forward to y'all's participation and helping us, you know, have these open conversations and, you know, just have fun with this shit, bro. Because at the end of the day, we're not really looking at the numbers. We're not looking at, you know, all that shit. Like, we're, we just started this from a perspective of, like, friends kicking it, you know, and just having having a great time, having good conversations. So, you know, we do have plans of taking it as big as it could be, but... We're having fun with it right now. We just, you know, we hope that you guys are willing to come come along this journey with us. So that's all. That's really all I got. I'm done with my little fucking Martin Luther King speech. I appreciate y'all for everything. Key, McKinley, O, anything else y'all want to add before we get the fuck up out of here? Appreciate y'all boys, of course. Fuck Mike Malone. (laughs) All ahead, bitch. Is Jamal Murray a top five point guard now? spicy that's spicy y'all answer that question in the comments is jamal murray a top five point guard i'm not gonna answer it now i'll be in the comments right there with y'all answering that that question for for all <laughs> smack anything to add before we get up buddy was this final series a boring series i've been seeing a oh lot yeah on that on twitter no i'm not hearing that no. no it was not a boring series i'm done with that shit but hey great question we gonna we gonna open it up to the to the audience to answer those I'm going to be out of here, y'all. Coming back to Miami, Florida. Out of here. I'm going to be out of here very soon. But um, it's been a pleasure. Thank y'all for joining us once again. This episode will be going up. Same time we've been dropping the finals episode. So about an hour to two hours before game time. Get ready to tune in and just, you know, chop it up with us. And, yeah, we'll be back whenever the fuck the series ends. We'll be back. So love y'all boys, man. MKC is out there. So, yeah.